Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 29th, and a very happy National Waffle Iron Day to you, Kelly Collis. Not to be confused with actual Waffle Day, it's Waffle Iron Day in which we recognize the apparatus with which waffles are made. I've never owned a waffle iron, so that's good to know, Tommy. I've always, same thing. It's been like something that a professional at a restaurant had to own and provide for me. I'm not one to operate a waffle maker myself. It's also a traditional wedding gift. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We love DC. Tommy and I were first neighbors, then friends, and then we actually hosted a morning radio show together. We've even been each other's in case of emergency contacts. I was your contact, right? Well, I changed it after I got married. I hope that's okay. Anyway, we bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. That was a lot. Let's get started. So we're going to get to the real fun stories that are happening today. I do want to just give you a heads up a little later on in the show. We are going to be joined by Carol Baskin. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. Yeah, that Carol Baskin. She comes to Washington and Kelly almost got thrown out of a Nats game, an away Nats game. (laughs) (laughs) lots of exciting things happening this weekend but yeah i want to talk about these sneakers that are are, that are like impossible to get in dc so i feel bad telling this story because you're not going to find them i've even looked on the internet so new balance released a dc inspired sneaker which goes for about 200 bucks not too bad for a pair of sneakers and on the back there is a um a little dc flag a little shout out and it appears that um, this is all part of a series of shoes that New Balance is doing to um, honor all states all around the country because the sh- most of the shoes are these line of shoes are made in the USA. Nice. Very cool. So it's very cool. It was designed by a local Washingtonian, although it, it, it's not not to knock on her her designing it, but like it's basically the D.C. flag. Right. Well, do you think she got to just down like design the little circle in the very back or do you think she got to design the whole shoe because it's got some red and black and white and gray and like there's some straps and all kinds of things going on yeah it's uh, it's unclear the washingtonian has a story and what's really interesting about it too is that i didn't realize this and somehow we missed this during the pandemic but another national shoe band uh brand vans partnered with call your mother to help um small businesses during the pandemic it was a oh, cool. like it, it had that you know that call your mother bagel shop it had the green and pink uh logos all over it and all the proceeds of that shoe went to call your mother. So I like the little DC sneaker connection. Since you say that out loud, I do remember vaguely that happening, but I think it was in like April, somewhere in that month <laughs> of like, <laughs> and everything was happening and everything was just on fire. So yeah, I think now that you say that it makes, I think that did happen. We so, may have actually talked about it, but it's all a blur from what the hell happened to us the last 16 months. That, that is true. So there is a New Balance in Georgetown. They don't have it, and I cannot find it on eBay or New Balance's official site. So um, there's your tease. You don't get a pair, but it's pretty cool. Do you know how much they cost, by chance? 200 bucks. Okay. For sneakers. It's not bad. No. No. There's a wide range of sneaker costs that are out there. 
For sure. Repping some DC pride. Uh, Speaking of the last 16 months and getting to the whatever comes next with vaccinations and people getting their vax and trying to get people who are not ready to get vax, vax and get people access to vax and all the vax, fax, max, as many rhymes as I got. They're offering a shot in the show in Meriwether Post. So Howard County in Maryland is going to have medical professionals at the Meriwether Post shows, hoping to get different demographics of people who like things like Thomas Rhett to come and get their vaccination while they're at the show. They're going to have um, Pfizer's and Moderna's and J&J's. Although I was thinking it's weird that you would have a Pfizer and a Moderna because the odds of not getting that second shot, if someone is just like a casual vaccine recipient who's going to a concert, you want to hit them with J&J and get it one and done. Let's go. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. Well, I mean, I guess the shots, people have preferences. I got into a long conversation about somebody, why J&J is more appealing, not just because of the one thing. And it's political and it's complicated. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's above our pay grade. Let's put it that way, Tommy. Got but, it. Okay. But also James Taylor's coming. I can't believe, by the way, that guy is still touring. New Kids on the Block, Zach Brown Band. And apparently there's a big festival there this weekend, the M3 Rock Festival. Yeah. So very cool that one that you can get a vaccination, but also that like live shows are happening, people. It's awesome. Also, the All Things Go Festival, which usually happens in D.C. and Union Market. Well, the Union Market space is now a flat land where they're building a building. So they're moving the All Things Go uh, Festival to Meriwether Post. And we're going to talk to one of the guys who's planning it from the very beginning. Uh, He'll be joining us later on this week, probably in in the next upcoming shows. But it's really exciting that all of these things are happening and all these things are going on. Very cool. A shot in a show, baby. That is very creative. Way to go, Meriwether Post. <laughs> well, I think they stole their homework from like people that were doing it at like the baseball games and basketball games. Right. <laughs> also that. But, but it is convenient. Kel, um, not to uh, bring up past history or anything, but was it like 2010, 2011, maybe 2008, when you and I would go to District Nightclub in Adams Morgan? That sounds about right. Right. It was like when there was Divorce Kelly and Divorce <laughs> Kelly start came out around 2009. So, yeah, she was a party. And uh, <laughs> RIP to District Nightclub because that place was amazing. Um, and then after, we would often, um, of course, you know, have a sensible snack and go to bed, is, is what normally occurred. And for sure, by that, I mean a jumbo slice. And it is great to know that jumbo slice is still. Feed in the youth. And, um, <laughs> there was a photo that went viral of the pizza boxes from Jumbo Slice packing all of the trash and recyclable containers in Adams Morgan. I mean, we're talking like cartoonish stack of pizza boxes on top of the trash on the floor next to it, stacked up on the side, laying over there. Finally, Adams Morgan bid was like, this has got to stop. <laughs> we can't. We don't have enough trash receptacles for all the pizza boxes. And so... Um, there was this whole back and forth and now jumbo slice is going to be offering, um, only pizza boxes after 10 30 for you to take home with you. But before 10 30, they're putting it on a paper plate in hopes to like knock down the amount of, of box trash that's going on at Adams Morgan. I wonder why now it's just become an issue. Is it because people are just animals and we've forgotten our manners or is it just, I don't like, why didn't this happen 10 years ago? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that, and it's all a little fuzzy, but I don't believe that we would receive jumbo slices in a box back in the day. I thought it was just on like several pieces of paper plate and they were like, have at it and get out of here. 
Oh, and, and it might have been a COVID thing too, like for to like have things contained and wrapped. Yeah, because you know germs are a bad thing. But mm-hmm. I guess we're all over that now. Yeah, I feel like if you've had a night of binge drinking Adams Morgan when you're gonna pound a jumbo slice, I think that like <laughs> germs are the least of your worries. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least in that moment, you're not really thinking about the future. <laughs> that that is true. But I do think that's great. It's another sign. DC's back, baby. Jumbo Slice is clogging the trash cans. There we go. I, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that they made it through this horrible last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could you imagine people who ordered like a Jumbo Slice whole pie for when they were home quarantining? You could eat that for a week. <laughs> I don't think it tastes the same when you're like at home watching TV. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that is that. No, I don't think it, that tastes the same at all. Do you so actually I've never seen or I don't recall like the full jumbo slice. Were the pizzas just bigger or were the slices just bigger? The slices jumbo were, slice. The slices were bigger. Because they would cut it in like quarters versus yeah. eights. And then yeah. they would like but then there was also like the long ones, like that were like super long. That was like a whole thing too. <laughs> I think it's just the way you slice the pizza. <laughs> no matter how you slice it, it's delicious. <laughs> it is. And also it's such a DC thing too that people were like Oh, I'm hammered and having a quarter of a pizza, but let me find the recyclable box (laughs) (laughs) on the street. Because if you look at the picture, like the trash can is packed, but then it's all neatly stacked on top, neatly stacked on the side. Like someone has like the people were, you know, animals with a little bit of um, rules to it, which I appreciate. Uh, yes and that's that's a very impressive skill to have especially after a late night of drinking keep it classy oh um also gary thinks it's all the students getting out of school all at once who are crashing adams morgan and eating all the pizzas that that could be it well thank you to adams morgan for the service you provide to the community because you are a treasure <laughs> hey weed's gonna be legal in virginia on thursday Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I did kind of leave you in a weird spot to react to that, Kelly. I apologize. I mean, as a Washingtonian, we've been living this world for a couple years now. Yeah, so um, people who are 21 and over can possess up to one ounce of cannabis in Virginia. And um, if you are a horticulturist, you can grow your own. Um, That is allowed as well. You can have four plants per household. And um, you can... Get your green thumb on and cultivate them if you'd like. You cannot sell it, but you can gift it. Oh, so we are doing the whole gift with purchase thing. I think so. That's okay. how people get around it in DC. You can there's a there's a place in my neighborhood where you can buy a sixty dollar t shirt and then you get a gift. Yes, Tommy, <laughs> you're, I, you're just so adorable. Boop. <laughs> 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 I know I'm such a square. I've never smoked weed, never eaten it, never done anything before in my life. So I know. <laughs> and it's not getting around it. It's following the law. To, you know, a lot of places, that's how they they run their business. And uh, totally. if you're going to do it, you want to make sure you're doing it with someone that's reputable. Yes. The, um, the, <laughs> the shop that opened in my neighborhood, the guy is like a... Um, small business owner, right? Like he's, he's got his thing going on. He's doing his thing. And when he first opened, he was like outside, like trying to like say hi to the neighbors and everything. And he gets me and I'm like the last person that's going to go and get a $60 t-shirt. And he's like, not that the, listen, not that there's anything wrong with it. Enjoy your t-shirts. However well, it's, you'd like. The t-shirt's not $60, Tommy. Yes, it is. Right. right but you get something with it. 
right. But the t-shirt <laughs> is $60 and then there's a gift of purchase. <laughs> right. And so he was like, no, I probably would buy a $60 t-shirt if John Barbados sold it to me. But anyway, neither here nor there. He was like, I wasn't getting it. Right. Cause he was like, we're a CBD shop and we sell t-shirts. And I was like, Oh, cool. And he was like, you know, like t-shirts. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Like, so I've been thinking about CBD. Like, does it really help you sleep? He's like, we got the t-shirts. And I was like, I don't, and he was like, you buy the shirt, you get a gift. And I was like, oh, 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 I'll be sure to put it on the list serve in our building. Have a great day. (laughs) It's legal. You're not breaking any laws. I'm not saying it's not legal. I just didn't know what was happening. I I had no situational awareness of the whole, like, I was like, is this an Estee Lauder counter? What the hell is happening here? (laughs) If I buy a a thing, I get it, whatever. So yes, now I'm hip to how it works and good for you. And if you want to support that business, go get them. Have at it. And uh, it was very funny because the poor guy, like, clearly had just opened his comp- his business and he was like, I want to tell everyone about it. And he got me like on the first day. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so maybe this neighborhood's not ready for us. <laughs> well, anyways, that's what you can expect now if you're in Virginia. There you go. There you go. So many fancy t-shirts. Uh, speaking of Virginia too, I don't know if you follow um, VDOT's uh, Northern Virginia account. They're like, they're just hilarious. So they use funny gifts and funny memes and all the things. And over the weekend, uh, there was a sign, like the side of the road signs, there's some photos started going viral about um, the speed message. And it said, driving fast and furious, that's ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. And so, of course, Fast and Furious 9 came out. Ludacris is from Richmond. He even mentioned the 804 in his very famous song, Area Codes. And um, he uh, he saw it eventually, and he was like, um, should this S be on every highway? I think so. And, but it was funny seeing people's posts about it, and then, like, VDOT, government agency, replying with, like, GIFs and memes and all kinds of things. The one thing that concerns me here is that people are taking photos of the sign while they're driving. I think they were passengers. Maybe. Okay. I guess. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Here's hoping on that. Hey, Carol Baskin comes to Washington. Yes. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. That would be the Carol Baskin we're talking about. And uh, she was here as part of a new documentary called The Conservation Game that had a D.C. premiere. But she's been lobbying on Capitol Hill for the last like 10 plus years for the Big Cat Public Safety Act. So I got a chance um, and we're going to post the whole interview up um, in a few days. But I want to give you a preview of it where she and this guy, Tim Harrison, who's a former law enforcement official who now is on this crusade to um, get Big Cat auctions and cub petting and photos for hire all of those things like out with federal legislation the the documentary i got to watch it is like i mean to say like it's explosive is an understatement it, they go after jack Hanna and they go after the columbus zoo and they, all of these places that um rachel ray <laughs> all of the places that have um had these cubs on like on tv or in a conservation world the people who were supplying these conservationists with the cats were the ones who were auctioning them and all kinds of things once they get too old to be in the like laps of people anymore. It's absolutely wild. So here's um, an excerpt of our conversation with Carol Baskin and with Tim Harrison about the conservation game. So Carol, what is that like for you to be in Washington and on Capitol Hill now since you've had a minute in the spotlight? 
with Dancing with the Stars and other things. Are you like received more um, readily now or are people like, hey, let's talk about Tiger King, but you're like, I want to talk about this thing. How is your like street cred among Capitol Hill changed now that you've you've had this moment? I think it has given me more access than it ever did before. I was always welcome to talk to the legislative aides, but now I can actually speak to the members of Congress and to their families. And so that's been a wonderful uh, side benefit of the horrible impact on my life that Tiger King was. Do you think this can happen now? I mean, there's so much going Absolutely. on on Capitol Hill, but it seems like there's bipartisan support in the House. Do you think that this Senate that we have now, this 50-50 Senate, could do something? Actually, I thought it was going to pass last year because we did pass the House with a two-thirds vote, which is just remarkable given the, the climate last year. But it didn't have time to go before the Senate. So we just jumped right into it in January, and we are further along than we've ever been. We have 191 co-sponsors in the House and I think 23 in the Senate, and it's bipartisan. So I just know as soon as we get a hearing, it's gonna fly through. Yeah, so what does that look like? Because right now the Senate is, they've got the January 6th, they've got infrastructure, they've got voting rights, like they've got some really huge things that they're tackling. Do you think it actually, with this being something that's bipartisan that people on both sides could maybe agree about, makes it easier to get through? This is something that people can agree about, that we need to end the practice of cub petting and private possession in, in the United States because we're going to lose the tiger in the wild if we don't get rid of this legal smokescreen for all of the illegal activity like poaching. And this planet needs tigers. We need wildcats in the wild. And this bill is going to make that possible for everybody. So I think it will pass this year. So as you're working things through Capitol Hill, and you're trying to get national legislation. What does it look like post this film, the conservation game coming out? Because, you know, Carol Baskin can't go undercover <laughs> and try to find tigers <laughs> and neither can you now. So are there without like, you know, giving up your assets, are there more of you who are trying to infiltrate these groups that you're aware of that you're working with? As soon as this bill passes, it's hard to hide a tiger. Right now, they can get away with the horrible things that they're doing because it's not illegal. Everybody, every network, you know, you were, I think you were very even-handed showing everything from like Rachel Ray to <laughs> late night TV show and everything in between. How, how much has that helped just keep this thing going? Uh, I can tell you right off the bat, I'm, I'm really a per person that pushes on that monkey see, monkey do uh, mentality. When people see it, when you see the so jackass years ago, as a paramedic, we had jackass type injuries because we knew from that point on that show would be over. As soon as it was over, people were out jumping off a building or rolling down or stapling themselves. So as a monkey see, monkey do kind of mentality, 101 Dalmatians, go out and buy a Dalmatian pup immediately after you see it. That's what happens when people have a tiger cub on somebody's lap. Now, I honestly believe a lot of the hosts on these shows really didn't know what was going on. They thought they had a true conservationist. They were lied to. We were lied to. I don't like that. I don't like it when people are lied to. I was lied to for all those years till I evolved into what I am now. Now, it takes some trauma to do that. Now, this documentary may not be trauma, but it's going to be educational, and people are going to wake up and, and, and hold their heads and say, I've been fooled, I've been lied to. What happens to these tigers and, how, and these other wild cats when this legislation passes. 
there's a provision in law that says that people who have these animals can keep them if they want to. They just can't buy or breed more. But I expect that most of these people will dump them once they can't make money off of them and can't show off with the cubs. And so there are plenty of legitimate sanctuaries out there that these cats could go to. There's just no reason not to pass this bill. How do you know if a sanctuary is legitimate? You, you know, a lot of acronyms get thrown around in the documentary, but if somebody is a tourist and they see big cat sanctuary, you know, how do you know that you're supporting something that's actually treating the animals well? The very first thing to look for is, are they touching the cats? Are they posing with the cats? Are they posting pictures of themselves touching cats? Because all of that is just ego. That is not in the benefit of the cat because it makes other people want to do the same thing. And that's what drives all of the abuse. That's part of our conversation with Carol Baskin and Tim Harrison. Going to post the whole thing up um, a little later on this week. I think that was a little jab at Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> like at the, the Tiger King. <laughs> I feel like she's got claws out on all of that. And also she's not in a cage. So you got that going on for her too. <laughs> That's true. I, I was really interested to speak to her because I'm like, she's the like, you have a public perception of somebody, but, um, and you know, there's a lot of other shipping and handling with Carol Baskin that, that could or could not be true. Um, but she really is like someone who has dedicated a huge portion of her life to like protecting these animals, which is, which is wild. And the fact that it might actually get through is insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for her. It's, right. I'm glad that she uh, came to DC. I know, um, you know, she's probably been coming to DC for a while and nobody recognized her. And now she's like, everyone wants to talk to her. That's what she said. She said, it's totally weird. And if that's like the one thing that um, is a positive side effect of Tiger King, she's like, it's all worth it. I'll, I'll take it. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, so Carmine's who we love and we got to bring some of our peeps uh, out to the soft reopening was in the middle of a little bit of a controversial restaurant debate uh, over the last couple of days. So they have always built themselves as DC's biggest restaurant. And then they put out a press release. They were reopened. DC's biggest restaurant returns. And then uh, Jess Sidman in the Washingtonian, I, maybe it was like a slow news day. She dug deeply into who actually has the biggest restaurant <laughs> in Washington. And um, it's unclear. Oh, so she didn't believe the press release. Right. Well, she's a J big J journalist. No, she was like, no I research. trust but verified. Totally. Um, and so... Carmine's has over 20,000 square feet and 750 seats, nine private rooms is what the press release says. And then she went and looked at like the Hamilton and um, Clyde's of uh, Chinatown and gallery place. And she went at, like the union market up high lawn. And so they, she was like, well, do you do it by, by, by square footage, by seats? Anyway, in the article, Dave Moran, who is the uh, operations executive for the Clyde's group and Jeff Bank, the CEO of Carmine's have a friendly back and forth of quotes. And basically it ends with um, Carmine's being willing to tent the whole alley behind the restaurant and put tables back there if they have to, to win this thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so did she determine, was there a clear winner or are we still going the jury still out? The jury is still out. Also, okay. pinstripes in Georgetown got invoked in this whole thing. Um, but that's also not fully a restaurant. There's bowling alleys and bocce's. And then like, well, the Hamilton's definitely bigger. But also that's a lot of it is a concert venue. But they also serve food at the concert venue. So like, where does it all end? I feel as though this probably escalated faster than she thought it was going to as well. 
but that's where we are. <laughs> Just because you're bigger doesn't mean you're winning. Yep, I, that's true. <laughs> Size winery. doesn't always matter. <laughs> true the city winery got involved like it, it it continued just a lot happened but way to go jess Edmond, because she pulled out places i didn't even think about as far as how large they are oh that's for covering the restaurant beat and she had some free time on her hand totally totally hey um tell me this story about you almost getting thrown out of a nats game because i haven't seen you in like four or five days and that's what you led with when we first caught up this morning well first let me just stick with the facts right now because the nats are just on fire. They are number two in the National League East. They are on a winning streak. Schwarber had two home runs again last night. He basically has had 14, not basically, he has had 14 home runs in the last 17 games. Oh my gosh. He, he's insane. That's uh, a lot of home runs. Totally. I mean, it's just uh, the team. It's just so much fun to watch last night. Para baby shark was in the lineup. He had a home run. I mean, it's just fun, 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 fun. They were at Nats park. So the fans, they got a great game last night because they beat the Mets. Um, so they're great. And then the Nats are, are on here all week. They're, they're doing fireworks at Nats park on Saturday night to celebrate 4th of July. I mean, it's a good time to see a ball game, by the way, before you audibly roll your eyes and groan at me, would you say that the Nats have started winning and gotten better since Para was on the 40-man roster? No, it was when um, Davey Martinez uh, got thrown out at first. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Just wanted yeah, to yeah, yeah. double check. No, no, no. no. Play, it was not Para. Para was... No, it isn't. <laughs> I appreciate that, Tommy. I know you're trying to go for the baby shark. But they're, 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 they're saying that it, when Davey Martinez had his little fit and got thrown out, when he ripped up the first base, that's like kind of when the streak started. That was a hell of a day. <laughs> that If you have not seen that moment in baseball history, whether you're a Nats fan or not, and you just are having a bad day, just, just watch that. <laughs> It's incredible. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. Juan Soto's on the list to go to the All-Star Game. Voting to open up today and is open into, for the rest of the week. So if you're a big Soto fan, get involved. Get him onto the All-Star team. So good good stuff. But yes, over the weekend, I went to uh, see the Nats down in Miami. Uh, they played the Marlins. By the way, well done, Nats fans. There was a lot of Nats fans that flew down there from D.C. I was surrounded by them. Oh, fun. Um, so it was really cool to see that. There were a little bit more Marlins fans, but basically the stadium's empty because the Marlins fans, I don't know. I don't know what their fan base is like, but they weren't very involved. So I got amazing seats. And the good news is, is that I was surrounded by Nats fans. I went to the Saturday game, which by the way, they lost. Oh, it was a tough loss too. Um, and I was right above the dugout, which was really, really cool. And I was there with my son a and Nats my husband. Dugout? Yeah. 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 Like right above it. Yeah. But totally. Like, oh, hey, Kelly. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, no, no, they got the memo. Crazy girls in the front. <laughs> no one leave the dugout. Everyone stay in the dugout. Don't turn around. <laughs> Pretend like you're not there. She won't see us. No, I think they were really psyched that 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 there was Nats fans that were right behind them. Um, so I was there with my son, who's 17, and my husband, and my my father went with us as along with my cousin, cool. um, who's by by the way six four. And and this is all of relevance because um, you know it was towards the end of the game. It'd been a long game, and I was getting a little mouthy. <laughs> How many rosés did we have? Um, no, I was not drinking rosé. I was drinking responsibly some beer okay. but um <laughs> and uh there was some marlins fans that were right behind us and this one man um started chirping 
like walking down and just start chirping to the the Nats players that were all like they could hear you. And I just said to him, I said, I stood up and I was like, that's not very nice, sir. I said something along those lines. <laughs> oh, I bet. Right. It's a direct quote. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> and my father looks at me like, what are you doing? And, you know, of course, then my husband gets all on defense because uh, <laughs> this was a very large man. And he's like, you sit down. This is my house. And I was like, I just don't think you're being very polite They're The players are just sitting there. They're not doing anything. You're winning the game, sir. Sit down. <laughs> and, um, and then the Nats fans, the other Nats fans around me start cheering me on. Oh no. So then I, oh, no. <laughs> oh no. And I said, I'm not sitting down. No one's behind me and they're cheering me on. And then the <laughs> players, and I don't remember, the only one I remember was Strasburg turned around and started cheering me on because he wasn't, <laughs> he, he wasn't playing and he was getting the attention of the other players that were there. <laughs> That were in in the dugout, and my son was losing his mind because he's like he's like Strasburg's cheering you on, mom, and like, <laughs> and then the usher came down and threw that guy out. He walked the man back to his seat. I refused to sit down, but the Marlins fan sat down. I refused to sit down until the usher told me to sit down, or he was going to have to escort me out of the game. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> um. So anyways, that was, yes, that is my, my story of, of visiting the Nats. Um, unfortunately they lost, but the Marlins fans in general were very kind to welcome us as into their stadium. We were all in our Nats gear, uh, and respectful for the most part, except for that one gentleman, except for that guy. Yeah. Um, but, and this marks the 10th stadium I've, I visited with my son. So it's oh, very awesome. cool. We're about a third of the way there. That's awesome. Yes. You have to start going to the West Coast now, right? Because you've yes. done a lot of the East Coast run. Next summer, that's that's the plan to, to hit a bunch of the California ones. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So the guy who was saying this was his house, was he Derek Jeter or no? <laughs> no. No. Because Derek Jeter <laughs> no. owns the Marlins. I don't think that guy I, does. I know. And he has uh, destroyed that park. It is like very sad. He's taking out all the fun things like the Clevelander that used to be there. There used to be a hot tub. There used to be an aquarium. All that stuff is gone. Wait, there was a hot tub at the ballpark yeah. in Miami? Yeah. Yeah. Who is like, it's 500 degrees in Miami. You know what I want to do is hop into a hot tub. Well, it's, it's really bizarre. It's, it's actually a, um, it's a stadium that's covered and air conditioning. Oh, okay. That so makes it's, yeah. more sense. <laughs> yeah. Because they have like thunderstorms basically 17 times a day during the summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait a minute. So how does, but can you? Back up and fill me in on them. I know we were running out of time, but can you fill me in on the hot tub thing in the stadium? Was it like a I, VIP experience? I don't, I don't know because I, I was expecting to see it, but it's not there anymore. Huh. I, I, yeah, yeah, yes, it's not a VIP. Yes, it was a ticketed. You had to be in a certain section to sit in the in the hot tub, and that was part of the like the cool thing about Marlins Park. Like you could watch a game in a hot tub. Was it a community hot tub or was it like? I know, mean, four person hot tub. No, it's a community one. <laughs> Look, we talked about Jumbo Slice earlier in the show, What the things that you do after a couple of beers. I will say Marlins Park does have a bobblehead museum, which I was super excited for, but I was a little underwhelmed by the whole thing. It's basically just like a large glass case with bobbleheads from all the MLB teams, and it vibrates so slightly so you can see their heads bobbling back and forth. <laughs> 
someone has an engineering degree and put it to use to do that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, but so anyways, the, whatever. I, I enjoyed going to the park, but it is a little sad of what Derek Jeter has done to that park. If only he had kept the hot tub. I know, right? <laughs> hey, you can catch up with our past episodes in your hot tub, or maybe you have a community hot tub you like to mm. stew in. Uh, on anywhere you get your podcast, just search Tommy and Kelly, and please give us five stars because that's important to people who like to listen to podcasts and judge podcasts. So we're told. For sure. And I think, Tommy, if you leave us a five star, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Oh, I'm into that. We should do that. That's a good idea. Five star and a, and a, and a comment. Oh, okay. Both so yes. like and follow yes. five star comment, subscribe. We will love on you on the show. What more could anybody ever want? And we'll see you next time.